0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pilgrims Podcast. My name's Archie and I'll be your host. Joining me today is Alex Hind, Mark Lovell, and Tom Kirk. Okay, we're doing things a bit different this week and we're recording only a few days later. So we've had a few days, 48 hours or so, to reflect on the Southampton result, on the defeat at home on Saturday. Tom, I'll come to you first. Have your opinions, your feelings changed at all?
1: Um, Not substantially. Um, My thoughts were very relative to the opposition that we were facing and how good they were. Um, uh, Some interesting stats that weren't available at the time, or they may have been, but I didn't go looking for them. Um, We seem to create a lot of uh, open play XG, for whatever that means. I mean, it's only three games. My understanding of XG is you need to look at it over a wider period, but that was really interesting. Um, uh, You and I discussed, Archie, didn't we, whether there was reliance on Whitaker, which I still feel there is because qualitatively, uh, you know, he broke the opposition down a lot more. So I can't speak for all those chances and where that open play XG came from. Although, look, we we all identified the, the three good chances in the first half where the final ball wasn't there. Obviously, no shot comes away, so that doesn't count. And then the, the, where Candles has got his back to goal, um, he doesn't get a shot away. So I understand it doesn't count. But, you know, um, we seem relatively creative compared to uh, other teams in the league, and we've played some really tough opposition. So that was good to read and good for a bit of perspective. But I felt we were quite balanced anyway, Archie, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think one thing I didn't appreciate at the time was how well we played in that first half, having had time to calm down from that last-minute defeat, that last-minute goal. I'm not not sure I quite appreciated how well we did play in that first half. Um, Of course, then you've got to have questions about the second, but I won't go into that again because we covered it extensively on the last pod. But um, yeah, I think uh, that certainly gave me some reasons to be positive because we played some probably our best stuff of the season really in that first half of course those final p- balls were um infuriating but um yeah there was lots of good stuff mark i'll come to you next how how are you feeling a few days on the same Archie. you know me i'm positive till the games
2: come home <laughs> uh yeah what i would say is i'll you know we were unfortunate to lose to Southampton in the last minute. Yeah. What I would say is that we need to snap out of this mentality that this is Southampton Premier League club, you know, to come down from the Premier League. We have this little bit of the fan base and mentality that we are not going to beat Southampton. There's too much negativity in my mind, um, you know, because these players that Southampton have on the pitch, they're, yeah, they may be worth a lot more money, but that's only because they were in a position to pay the stupid money that Premier League uh, clubs pay for their players. We have an equally talented squad the players, armed with a brilliant coaching staff, we are League One champions. We have a lot to be positive about. But you know, going into that game, you would have thought that we were like it was like a FA Cup third round tie, and we're we're like in we're struggling in League Two, and we're playing this Premier League giant. No, they were the, they were the worst team in. In the premier league last season they were there to be beaten and we almost beat them and this is a sign of how far we've come but we need to snap out of that mentality pretty quickly that you know we're a little old plymouth that mentality when um, you say, when,
0: when you say we are you reg- are you referring
2: to the fan base the playing staff i'm sure the playing staff armed with the coaching uh, beliefs and all the values they're not Part of this, it's the mm. part of the fan base. Yeah, I agree. Um, we are a little bit overawed by this Premier League money machine and the parachute payments, where they get rewarded for failure year on year. We need to concentrate on we what we do well and play to our strengths and uh, start this weekend, which we will do at Birmingham. I am convinced.
0: Yeah, again, I mean, we mentioned it a lot. That interview, I think, really hammered home those points you made, those po- those post-match interviews from Southampton, both Shuey and um, Houghton, really kind of um, nailed down those points that you've made. And I think you, I, I completely agree. We were just saying it before we started. There's a, You kind of get this mentality of, we're League One champions, 101 points, but then Southampton come and there's a bit of, oh, crikey, what do we do? Um, Saturdays, or the pod on Saturday's game rather was so there was so much to get into we didn't really have much of a time to talk to Alex who was our special guest now Permanent signing that's how fast things move here um Alex apologies we didn't have much much time at all really to properly set, say hello or introduce you so um can you tell us quickly where you're coming from
3: I'm based out in Chicago at the moment I have been for nine years I was just I was uh talking to you before we uh hit record the the wonders of technology and Argyle TV, previously I follow, mean that being thousands of miles away, I'm now able to consume more Argyle content than I ever was when I was in the UK, and watch almost every game is 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 absolutely incredible.
0: What what, what is your assessment of things so far? We're three games in, or four if you count the Carabao Cup. How do you, how do you feel we've done thus
3: far? Well, uh, I don't I don't think I can I can match Mark's optimism for. Finishing in the playoffs, I have to be completely honest. Um, But do you know what? I'm pretty confident I think we'll be in this division next year. No problems at all. And actually, not because I've had the benefit over your guys' predictions of having watched three league games and and, and then being able to see that we've got points on the board and we've put in some good performances. I think that's a bit of a dangerous game because this, this division is so rich in quality all the way down that you could play well every game and you could still end up losing. So just kind of to, to, to back up what Mark said about um, people being happy just to be here or being a bit overawed by it, I think that, um, you know, we could enjoy the, the the championship tour of this season and end up with no points having had a lovely time. I don't think the players and the management are here for that. So it's not the performance as such, it's the, it's the mentality within the, the, the club leadership, the management staff and the players that I think is going to see as good. We have this... Don't panic kind of mantra that runs through the club all the way from the the very top, from the chairman down through the coaching staff and the players. And I think we saw that last year, the number of times that we managed to come from behind to get points in games because we didn't panic. I mean, look look at Derby County. Shuey said recently it was all part of the plan not to go two goals down, but he knew what he was going to do and he was fairly confident it was going to work listening to um, lots of previews of the season from other clubs and other podcasts and fan sites and things, apart from a couple of people, pretty much everybody in this division fancies themselves um, for promotion or, or, or a tilt at the playoffs, which means that you're going to have, you know, 18 teams who are going to end up being disappointed. And I think a lot of those teams, if they have a bad run or they end up down there at the bottom, they're going to panic and January is going to come and they're going to start doing silly things like Sunderland till I die and all that kind of nonsense. I don't think we're going to do that. I think we've got a plan. I think we understand it. I think we stick to it. Like Chris said, we're not in the business of resulting. Um, we have faith in, in the kind of direction we have, and we're not going to start losing our cool. If we lose a few games. Um, I think there's ultimate faith in the manager from the fan base and from the leadership. So I think that is really what's going to see us through And then the second thing is just like you've said about the Jordan Houghton interview, that was a real insight into what is the mentality of the players. Again, they're not just enjoying round-going, playing in bigger stadiums in front of bigger crowds and thinking, isn't it wonderful to be here? You can tell that they want to win and they're there to win and that's why against the odds we got 101 points last season and um, kept everybody in Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday as quiet as we possibly could. Um, So, Mentality, attitude, club plan—I think—are all the reasons why we're going to finish comfortably mid-table. I think this season. Yeah, just to touch on that club um, plan thing a bit, I think you're—I think it's a great point.
0: And I can't see a universe in which Schumacher is sacked unless something you know, I don't know, something something awful happens.
1: Very, very unlikely, Archie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think twenty fourth, yeah. even. I mean, you know, no. have to be disastrous stuff to the point it's untenable, and I, I just can't see that um, myself. I'm hearing what Alex is saying. It's a really good point about the other teams in the division, isn't it? 20-plus managerial changes in the championship last year and, and several clubs um, t- um, twice changing their manager. Um, I seem to remember QPR starting really well and then finishing terribly and Coventry ended up getting the playoffs, even though they were bottom, albeit I think they had a uh, trouble getting some games played at their stadium, so I'm conscious we're three games in. We like what we've seen, but you know, history will show that half these teams are going to sack a manager at some point at their paddock. Um, so I don't know what uh, what that you know what that's going to mean for us. Um, I, I'm with you though, Alex, on the we won't panic, and that will bring more good for us than the negative. Some clubs would rather gamble and roll the dice. Um, you know, leads have got history for it. I'd expect if things don't improve there massively, you'll see that. And that could go one or two ways. So, yeah, I'll enjoy the ride. Um, I'm aware it's a swing state, Illinois, um, Alex. So uh, I needed to pick one way or the other. I, I like the chat, but I didn't like the lack of number. Where are we going to finish, mate?
3: Well, the thing about this division is, I think, you know, y- you could, um, you could, you could, up until the final day, you could that last game of the season, those final three points on offer could decide whether you are in touching distance of the playoffs or finishing the season just above the relegation zone. It's that kind of division. Um, the other day, um, I've actually downgraded what I was going to say. I, 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 I was thinking 11th, looking at us in the table in 11th. And I think Mark's influence was rubbing off on me a bit. And I was kind of, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move it down to 14th. I'm going to to move it down to 14th having had, as Archie said, a little bit of time to reflect um, which I still would consider an absolutely outstanding season 24 teams in the division, that means we've come straight up and then there's 10 other teams in the division who we have been better than uh, come the end of the season which I would think would be a, a, a wonderful achievement
1: Answer yeah. my question on the pathology of that for sure I mean my, my interest <laughs> I, I did wonder of that because I don't know why I mean I've just not been consuming content but a few other sort of league based pods just seem to you know they was were, they were passing comments like well if Millwall don't get their act together they won't make top 10 and you know Hull have signed you know Connolly and uh, Scott Twine you know which is good they might make top 10 and they seem to be saying there's about 15 clubs mm-hmm. so um, I am sort of conscious about the quality of other sides but um yeah, Alex, I mean, you know, 14th, you know, I have to put you uh, down a sort of a more uh, negative half of the pod in terms of, uh, in
3: terms of our outlook. What a position we're in. What a position we're in, though, when our season is going so well, I can be accused of being negative for saying that we're going to be finishing in 14th. I mean, we must be happy with that, surely.
2: I'm quite happy with my sixth place. Yeah, that's very conservative, really
3: um what i would say though
2: just if everton finally get their shit together and uh appoint a serious manager we might be in trouble that might affect my sixth place prediction because uh you know that would be one job where he would he would take it no questions asked, and that might leave us in a bit of trouble. But we're a long way off that yet. Let's let's keep focused on this season. And we have a brilliant manager. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And it was a real quirk of fate that landed him with the job after Lowe buggered off to Preston. But, you know, let's enjoy the ride. I have complete confidence in him and Neil juicenip Mark, if, if, um, you, if you're
0: if you saying we've got a top six finish, does that mean, oh, no, I'm not a mathematician, does that mean you, we've got a 50% chance of promotion in your in your eyes? Because there's three of those um, bases in the top six get you promoted. Well, Sunderland
2: finished in the playoffs last season, having come up from League One. So, you know, we were League One champions. A lot better. It's how you start every point. can't forget it. Let's... Just keep positive here.
0: <laughs> I like it. All right, let's move that positivity into um, the weekend. A trip to Birmingham, which it looks tough. I mean, are we ever not going to say that? But this does look tricky. They've had a good start to the season. They sit in the playoffs. Fourth spot, it's at St. Andrews, or what's left of it. I think half the ground has been redeveloped, or they're currently on the crest of a Tom Brady takeover wave. So after years in the wilderness, what? Well, Feel more like decades, they're kind of, um, yeah, on a wave of positivity right now. It's something we can certainly uh, relate to. Tom, I'll come to you. How do you think we'll fare?
1: Yeah, well, they've got seven points from nine. So um, they're not in bad form. Um, I'm not going to just assume they're great just off that alone. Um, they beat Leeds, didn't they? And Leeds, uh, they kept a clean sheet against Leeds, who seemed to be in a bit of disarray, but there's definitely some Premier League. Strikers in there. Weirdly, last year Leeds seemed to be a bit more um, not the uh, scoring goals, but it was more letting in goals that was a problem. Although they didn't score many either, department of the league. Um, yeah, um, it's going to be an interesting game, isn't it? Because um, we went there before in the FA Cup. wasn't massively impressed with them. I can't rem- obviously that team may have turned over a couple of times, and I'm not sure if it was their first team or not. But um, I'm not sure the atmosphere is that much to worry about. Um, I am aware they've got some a new ownership model which is uh probably breathing some life in the club, albeit you know, if you're not sitting in the front if there's no spectators in the front tier of the stadium, that's gonna have an impact. Um, I'm confident we clearly create a lot of chances in open play. We've played good sides. We did very well against Watford. I thought we could have uh scored some goals, we got in some good positions. Um but you know, <laughs> the answer is I don't know, Archie. I want to say we're going to win, and I want to say we're going to win one nil, um, because um, there haven't been a lot of goals in in Birmingham games, um, and it'd be interesting to see how our sort of counter-attacking style would work in that. E- even if that's what we're going to do, I would like to second-guess the game plan. What was put um, you on the spot? What was your XG stat from the top of the pod? Was that? It was the most, I, well, I guess, <laughs> if I'm, I'm, I might be misquoting somebody else. misquote. Um, this is how misinformation spreads on the internet, of course. But I believe we've got one of the highest open play XGs. So if you take penalties, I believe, or free kicks, maybe even out of the equation, we seem to be good at creating uh, chances. And again, that was, I believe that involves where there is a shot that is taken away. So for example, where Kunderweis is back to goal in the six yard box at the weekend, he doesn't get a shot away. I don't think that counts. Um, I I don't know. I'd be interested to see if our new man from Chicago has more. Uh, we don't really do stats here. I'm already getting a nosebleed. We're, we're into the territory that we're going, but um, maybe Alex has something he can uh,
3: he can share. There's a, I think there's a couple of things that struck me about Birmingham. Um, and actually I looked into it a little bit more and a few, a few more things popped up. So there's a lot of parallels, I think, between the two clubs, albeit we kind of have come from very different places you you, you reference the fa cup game tom i think they are a completely different club to what they were then on the pitch and off the pitch they've got they got a young manager in in his first big job john eustace um who apparently um i read when he was at kidderminster was that they were referred to as the non-league barcelona so he's got a playing style he's got a philosophy that he's trying to bring into the club they've got new leadership at, at the club which again this might sound familiar Big American investment with a lifelong fan as chairman, um, and the other thing they did that I think the fans were really happy about this summer was their one of their top players last season who was a loan signing they turned into a permanent this year. And then I thought, oh, they must have spent loads of money to to to, to have put in the performances and beaten the teams they've got they've played this season. And actually, they haven't. They've signed some really um, made some really smart signings on uh, FreeCon con for, uh, Free contracts, they've paid a couple of million here and there for people, not crazy championship prices um, that you might expect. So so in that regard, there's quite a few parallels between the club. And actually on the the field as well, um, they seem to prefer a counter-attacking style. I had a quick look at their highlights from the Bristol City game, um, and they were always looking to move the ball very quickly, either with a ball carry through midfield or with a long ball. Um, Their left back, I think, likes to play long diagonals up to the front players. They've had about half the number of um, passes and passes completed to their opponents, very much like us against Southampton. So I think um, it's going to be really interesting because you've got two teams that have been pretty successful this season playing a counter-attacking style of football, which makes you think, you know, who's who's going to blink first? Are they going to invite one onto the other? Potentially could be quite an end-to-end game, actually, if we're both just counter-attacking each other. So, although it suggests perhaps there won't be that many goals, on the other hand, maybe it's going to be an open, well, let's hope, a nice open end-to-end game that we can really enjoy and we can run out 3-2 winners after a real barnstorming uh, encounter.
1: Alex bringing his facts to the pod. You know what, this is what, like, we're getting on very well without any, you know, facts to to, to spoil us. You know, the... It occurred to me the other day is now we've all got all these all these facts we can get them on our phones on the internet. Or whatever. It's really killed kind of bullshit in the corner of the pub, isn't it? Nobody can sit in the corner of the pub and bullshit anymore because like two seconds later somebody's immediately shut down. But there we go. I'm kind of with Alex. I mean, that's interesting information, isn't it? In that there could be a it could be great or it could be a stalemate, it? is what I could conclude from that.
3: To be honest, some passes completed. When I can just read a number of this on the screen, I can understand. When you start talking to me. About expected assists minus penalties plus corners. That's when that's when you lose me. I'm still working on that. I'm still working on that. So was your three-two prediction a serious uh, prediction? I wouldn't put I, w- I wouldn't put money on it, but um, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't put money on that. But I think that uh, that prediction is based more on a reflection of the fact that potentially you know the style the style that both teams play could result in a lot of goals. No. Um, counter Counter attacking each other. Um, on the other hand, um, on the other hand, it could be a very tight affair because we're both very aware of being caught out on the break. Selection wise, I'm going to let Shuey do that. I don't know about this tweak here and that tweak there. That's what they paid a lot of money to do. As I think you guys have mentioned previously, but there was what there was one interesting point and. I've always, since we got promoted, I've always been a bit nervous for Dan Scar. I love him to bits. He was absolutely outstanding last season. This season, he's been brilliant as well. But I remember, I I, I kind of have flashbacks of when we last got promoted to the championship with Graham Coughlin, who was an outstanding central defender in the division below, came up to the championship and got found out a little bit. You know, I've seen the Brittany Ferry turn faster than him in in Plymouth Sound before. And he he got completely undone and he got found out a bit. It was a bit sad to see a bit of a kind of club legend that happened to him. I was worried that the the same sort of thing might happen to Dan Scar this season. I don't think the teams we've played so far have really put him in a position where he's been on the turn having to run towards his own goal, tracking really fast players, breaking through. I do wonder if Birmingham's counter-attack in style might lead to them driving through the middle a lot more than just passing it around until an opportunity present prevents itself
0: yeah we'll talk which... talking about dan Scar and things we missed on uh, or didn't touch on on the weekend i think he was a bit lucky not to get sent off wasn't he at the time, i think it might have been in front of you but in everything that happened in this action-packed game we kind of we, well, we missed it certainly in the podcast at least but i remember at the time thinking crikey you're 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 gone you're off and he I don't know if he actually got booked, but he obviously didn't get red card. He
1: got booked very early on, which I'm um, I, I don't know. Again, I've never played football professionally. I've um like Alex was saying, it's 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 almost a little bit boring with Shui in charge because I back him so much that it makes it unfun to speculate about what we might do because I'll just back him one hundred percent. But he got booked after about ten minutes. Um and then, you know, that's an impairment. And then i just he played all the way through and he did really well. Um, you know, but it's 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 very difficult. Uh, different to getting booked in the 10th minute getting the 80th minute yeah you've you've got to play 80 minutes with that impairment and you're going to get run at, and you know he was playing good attackers um I, I i think you know nobody wants to admit it, alex but i think anybody who's paying attention might all feel that about dan sky you are you articulated it really well in that nobody wants to see uh him his shortcomings exposed if the, to the extent there are any i haven't seen any so far i think he's been doing really well probably much to the surprise of uh, Julio Plegatello, who I've seen play and looks great. Um, and I know Mark would be keen to get him in the side as soon as we can, but I don't know where he goes currently. Um, uh, there's a bit of me here that thinks that the answer will ultimately be in chance prevention. Uh, Southampton did very good at sort of smothering our chances rather than block you. Gibson's not going to have nine out of 10 block fests every game. So um, uh, yeah, look, I'm kind of, you know, genuinely on the fence because I, don't, I think we, we played a good counter-attacking game at Watford. We knew to defend. Um, interesting you said about the – was it the Kidderminster Guardiola or something? Is that John Eustace or something? Um, if he has a style, what do I hope? What I know, Shuey – I don't know John Eustace, but I know Shuey is good at a game plan with his team, with Neil Duznip. They're very good on game plans. So maybe the answer is, should I back him to get a game plan to have an answer to what Birmingham are going to do? Uh, but then again, I don't know. Just they might have a game plan for us. It'd be fun to see, but um, it'll be a tight affair and I'm hoping that we win and I'm back for us.
2: Yeah, Dan is going to be so up for this game. He's a Birmingham City fan. He got rejected there. He went out to Warsaw where we picked him up. But he's a big Blues fan. Be a shame if he's dropped for this. I can't see it happening, yeah. He'll be in defence with Gibson. Maybe there's a role for Pleggy somewhere else. Yeah. A lot of, you know, he We I think we need to find a spot in the team for him. But Scar's gonna be really motivated for this trip to Birmingham on Saturday. It's hard to see him being dropped. He doesn't deserve to be dropped. Maybe we need to find a role for Plegithwello somewhere else. I, yeah, I would and be, um, Sam Grosgrove of course, Sam Cosgrove.
0: Sammy, Sam Cosgrove, yeah, we'll see him. Just to finish on your Plaguey point, Mark, I'd be amazed if we don't see him soon. I thought Scar was all right against Southampton. I think Gibson definitely had the better game. There's been some kind of mixed reporting on Scar that's on regarding Southampton. Um, for me, Plaguey's too. I'm obviously not seeing much of him, but he's too much of a high-caliber signing not to have him play in his main position. Um, but this guy does a job. You can't kick him out, can you? And you're like, yeah, that's a good point about Birmingham. He'll be well up for it. Yeah, let's finish on that striker. We'll see one of our ex-strikers on on um, Saturday. Hopefully, he doesn't do inflict too much damage. But we still don't have one, do we? We've got a, what just over a week until the transfer window closes. We need we need someone, don't we? We need. I don't know what the if not do we see more more of a sacker coming through. Rather than
1: Wayne as an option off the bench Well I take let me just uh, clear I'd take Cosgrove back now. I mean um, absolutely I'd rather I'd rather have him than, than nobody um, what anybody thinks of him is that you know we're really 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 understaffed in that department. I thought some of the bar staff might have been um, an option on Saturday um, to come on up front. you know we had Wayne and Hardy last year and we had Ennis and Cosgrove and we have neither of those now and we have no replacement so that's that's factual. Um, We seem to be playing a formation whereby, you know, they're competing for one place, so maybe you only need three. Um, I certainly, We certainly know what Sam could do. So if he ends up playing, then, you know, I'm thinking Shuey may have his number a little bit. But, you know, kind of hoping we don't see him because I'm not sure I could take uh, him having any goal contribution in the game to affect us on on a sentimental side of things. Um, In terms of signings, though, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's for a want of trying. But we clearly can't go into uh, September with no one more than we've got.
0: And Sam Cosgrove's a funny one, didn't he? We've spoken about it at length on the pod. His season was topsy-turvy, up and down. Ended on a bit of a whimper, really, last season for Argyle. But I agree, I'd take him over nothing, that's for sure. Bit of a backhanded compliment there, Sam. Um, But yeah, it would be an interesting one. it would be an interesting one to see where he's linked to, I think, half of League One at the moment, isn't he? Absolutely no noise about him coming back to Agar whatsoever. Um it's this Middlesbrough lad whose name escapes me. He seems to be the one that we're after. He fits the profile down to a T of what we're looking for.
1: They're not they're not scoring goals, mate, though. There's a lot of XG and not a lot of goals being scored. So Middlesbrough. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, they might not want to loan him to a to a rival it's interesting to know isn't it whether we are sort of back to square one we won't know or if there is sort of this sort of kind of game of chess in the background where a club kind of wants to lend them to us but they don't because they're trying to wait and see what they're doing that might be the case when did Cosgrove join last season deadline day was it I think on the basis that uh, Defqot went out so I'm sure all that shenanigans is going on
0: yeah well there's something we can finish on and I've said that already (laughs) this really is it now any outgoings for Argyle that we can foresee? I think Jeff Cott came as a bit of a surprise. I'm trying to think back to twelve months ago, I don't think I think it shocked us a bit. Obviously, it became fairly clear fairly soon that he wasn't going to be starting, but to see him sent out on loan for a season, I think shocked us a bit. Yeah, that's Such a fall from grace. I mean, to kick things off, Terry Wright. I can't see much action in a green shirt coming up for him. Surely, alone call was beckoning and it might be part of that chain reaction you're talking about tom you know he might well be in that chain waiting for an argyle incoming so he can go out and
3: perform maybe maybe
1: i'm just um i don't know i kind of want to throw it out to the others guys there i thought what was interesting with sort of isaka and 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 tyree right um is that i mean we were talking about how reliant we are on mumba and 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 Whittaker and they're obviously going to be first. I feel like the midfield places there's competition center half this competition, obviously Mumba and Whitaker are going to play, aren't they? So anybody for them is going to be a clear number two. So that's going to impact your caliber of player. So maybe Tyreek's quite happy being number two. I feel like Mikhail Miller might be better suited in that role than, than fullback. And obviously you've got Osaka kicking around. Um, the the economics of it is that i don't know if 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 tyreek if we're if we're if we don't think he's up to it and and i'll cast the guy's minds back to alfie lewis maybe remembers him um yeah. joined us from ireland came over did had a few training sessions and a sub appearance or two and got shipped back um partly because he wanted to i guess but i'm sure that we were it was probably because we were underwhelmed and we wanted to progress, and that's probably the same with Jeffcott as well. Bearing in mind um, your point there, Archie, is it was a bit of a surprise, but we went to being a tight winning side, so we had to improve the the squad. Um, uh, Tyrie, right? Nobody's going to pay any money for him, are they? If he's not playing any minutes, so um, you know, if there's if there's some reinforcement coming in, then I'm not averse to a loan move. I don't know what anybody else thinks about that.
2: Yeah, I know a little bit about Tyreek Wright because um, one of my best mates is a Bradford fan, and he was raving about Tyreek Wright playing up front alongside a target man. We don't have a target man, but maybe who knows? By the end of the window, we might do. Um, he hasn't really been given a chance, really, uh, in his best position. So we'll have to we'll have to see. Going back to the strikers though, quickly. What about Jay Stansfield? He's he's up for a loan move. He's available. It's important to Marco Silva for the club to be playing the right sort of football. I'm sure we are
0: playing the right. Sort of that's football. that's a that's a bombshell to end the pod on Mark Jay Stansfield, he, Exeter City like legend. Not not um not the dregs of League One. He was shushing the Devonport back in October. You are aware of that, right? Put in yeah. Exeter one 0 up.
2: Marker, Nicky Marker also played for uh, Exeter, but he turned out to be one of our best ever players. But he really yeah.
0: is. He, I mean, his dad uh, sadly passed away. That, that name is entrenched in city folklore. There's like, stranger things have happened. But that's, was I,
1: Groucho, Groucho Mark said Archie? He said, "I have principles, and if you don't like them, it's okay. I have others."
3: <laughs> I think there's more chance of us finishing sixth than uh, than there is of him coming to us.
0: <laughs>
3: all right, all right. We'll leave it there.
0: Um, hopefully, we um, yeah get back to some kind of I was going to say winning way. I'd take a draw right now. It's, I think that'd be a great result up at Birmingham. They look like a decent team, as um, Alex articulately explained. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. We're not like, going to finish
1: sixth, mate, with a, with the draw. Come on!
0: I don't. I, I'm I'm in Team Alex. I'm in Camp Alex here. I'm looking at mid table, which I think would be a fantastic achievement. All right, everyone. Thanks for jumping on. It was nice to do a pod with a bit of headspace. And um, after we've calmed down, well, or oh, after I've calmed down, after the defeat, it was, um, yeah, I enjoyed take going through it with a bit of a calm ahead. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Alex. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss all things Birmingham. Until then, have a great week and enjoy the Birmingham match.
2: Stansfield.